0: Good morning, how are you guys doing? Excellent, excellent. If you would, open your Bibles, your copy of God's Word, uh, to Matthew chapter 4. And if you don't have a copy of God's Word, uh, and somebody's sitting next to you that doesn't, and you notice that, please let them look on with you or give them your Bible uh, until the end of the service uh, for them to use. Uh, Because we're going to be reading in the second half of Matthew chapter 4. And so it's important that uh, we all get a chance to look at that. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about decisions. And decisions are a very important thing. Because there was a time in my life when I had to make a very important decision. Uh, And it wasn't too long ago. It was about two years ago when I first started seminary. And if you understand about seminary and the difference between seminary and secular schools is that in secular school, in my undergraduate from USM, I really didn't have to do much at all to get an A in the class. I actually got to hang out with my friends, still play my video games, watch TV, do whatever I wanted, and I got my bachelor's in biology, uh, just ba- barely just doing you know the minimum to get by, and I made A's and B's. But when I got to the seminary, life changed. There was a, a particular professor, which you guys will get to meet if you're here for my ordination, that changed my life, and he challenged me. For his class, halfway through the semester, I realized that I had to write a paper that was nearly 70 to 60 pages single-spaced before the end of the semester was done. And so there was this point in my life I had to make a decision to either not write the paper and fail the class and continue to watch my TV shows, hang out with my friends play video games, you know, do the things I wanted to do. Or I had to decide, you know what, I'm going to do away with some of those things and I'm going to get this paper complete. Thank God I did the latter because that helped me get through the rest of my classes in seminary. And it really opened my eyes to the fact that when somebody says they have a master's or doctorate degree from one of the Baptist seminaries, I'm really amazed, and, and, and it really you know, shows me the work that they have put in to go through this. But that was a defining moment in my life because I had to make a decision to do away with self and start focusing on what God wanted me to do. And so we all have these moments in life where we have to make a decision. Today, we will be looking at decisions... But the decisions that we're going to be looking at are the decisions that Jesus made and his disciples made. We begin by looking in chapter 4. Last week, we heard Owen talk about how Jesus had to trust in God's truth, his word. He couldn't trust in anything else to get through that temptation. And so there's this idea that we have to come to a point in our lives where we trust God's word, and we put our faith in that, and that's all we have, and that's all we need. And so we trust in that, in the grace that he provides. But moving through chapter 4, when we get to the second half, we start to realize that Jesus makes a decision to begin his ministry. And so that's where we're at now. We're at a point in which we need to start deciding to do the ministry that God has called us to do. Jesus called his disciples, and they taught and proclaimed the good news of the kingdom. If there's anything that you want to write down, write down this, okay? Jesus called his disciples, and they taught and proclaimed the good news of the kingdom. If you're a note taker, underneath that you may want to write one, two, and three, okay? Because we're going to have, two, three, uh, we're going to have three points today of reference uh, that go along with the scripture that we're going to be in. But just like Jesus called his disciples, and just like his disciples and him taught and proclaimed the good news of the kingdom, today Jesus calls us to be his disciples and to teach and proclaim the good news of the kingdom. So join me in reading Matthew chapter 4. We're going to start in verse 12. Now, when you heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Nebulun and Nephtali, so that it was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and Nephtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people are dwelling in darkness and have seen a great light. For those dwelling in the region... And the shadow of death, on them a light has been dawned. From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in the boat with Zebedee their father, mending their nets. And he called to them immediately. And they left their father and followed him. And he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction from among the people. And so his fame spread throughout all Syria. And they brought him all sick, those who were afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. And great crowds followed him from Galilee and Decapolis and from Jerusalem and Judea and from beyond the Jordan. Pray with me. Father, we want to thank you so much for your word and for bringing your word to us, God. And so in this moment, we ask that you speak to us through your word and show us what you want us to to do with our lives. Show us the decisions that we need to make in order to build your kingdom and in order to please you. Because we know that you desperately want to bless us. And by doing your will, You provide that for us. Lord, we thank you for your son Jesus and what he has done for us. It's his name we pray. Amen. So after looking at the second half of Matthew chapter 4, there are three things that Jesus and his disciples want to show us that we must do. Okay, so this is going to be one, two, and three on your sheet, okay? The first thing is, is we must make a decision to put our faith in God. We must make a decision to put our faith in God. Jesus made a decision to start completing the kingdom of God. And so a decision must be made to trust God. In verses 12 to 16, we see Jesus fulfilling the Old Testament that was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. And it says in verse 14, He did this so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. And so there's this idea that Jesus knew what the Old Testament prophet had said. And he realized, you know what? I've got to do what God is calling me to do. And so Jesus made a decision to trust God's word. He made a conscious decision. And so we need to do that. We need to make a decision to trust God's word. And Jesus also knew that he must have to go to Galilee... In order to bring light to the darkness. So we're thankful that Jesus obeyed God's commandment. Because now he has brought light into a place where there was none to begin with. And so Jesus had to trust God. And so we see Jesus make a decision to trust God's word and to go to Galilee to fulfill God's will. But also a decision must be made to start completing the kingdom of God. Look at verse 17. It says, From that time Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus made a decision at that point to start preaching a certain gospel. And the gospel was that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so we need to decide with our lives to start doing these things. And we need to start completing the kingdom of God. And that's this idea that God is the king of everything. And when all of his creatures make him the king, his kingdom will come. And so we need to preach that. And that's why we tell people about God's love. Because that draws people to his love, to learn what his love is about, and to experience his love. And when we get to that point, we understand that, man, God loves us so much, we need to put him first. And then his kingdom comes into reality. Number two, we must make a decision to become a disciple. Jesus called his disciples and they chose to follow him. And so Jesus calls us. Look in verse 19, it says, and he said to them, follow me. Jesus said, follow me. And so today, Jesus is saying to you, follow me. And so, just like them, we have to make that decision to follow Jesus. We must choose to be a disciple. After we put our faith in God's word, we must choose to be a disciple. We see Simon and Andrew and James and John choose to follow Jesus. Now, what we don't see in the text is exactly why they followed Jesus. But what we do know is there's two words there that are used repetitively, and those words are immediately. Now, that tells us something about the disciples. What Jesus did or said or you know, whatever impact Jesus had made the disciples follow him immediately. And so there was a sense of urgency In this following. And so we must understand that Jesus was was one of a kind. Jesus had something that no one else had. And so that caused these disciples to choose to follow him and go after him. Now, we find it interesting. They're all fishermen. And Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Well, there's a lot of wisdom in that because they had been fishing their whole lives. That was their trade. And Jesus called and said, I will make you fishers of men. And so to them, that's sort of like, well, man, I've just been fishing for myself all these years. But now you're going to make me a person that cares for other people and loves other people. And so in Jesus' saying, there was a lot of wisdom And we can all find ourselves in Jesus' saying. It's almost like if you're a builder, Jesus would say, I'll make you a builder of men. So no longer are you going to build buildings, but guess what you're going to do? You're going to build men up. You're going to build each other up. Or if you're a a chef, I will make you a a feeder of men. Okay? You're going to be feeding people God's word. Or a teacher, I will make you a teacher of men. And so we don't know exactly why they decided to follow him, but we do know that it was powerful and that there is no excuse for us not to follow him. And we must make a decision to become a disciple of Jesus. The third thing is, is we must make a decision to, to begin proclaiming the good news and teaching the good news of the kingdom. Jesus took his disciples throughout Galilee teaching and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. And so we need to begin teaching others about the good news. Look at verse 23. It says, And he went throughout Galilee teaching in their synagogues. Well, synagogues was a place where Jewish people and, and other individuals would gather to talk about the latest of what was going on in the community, but also to pray and all kind of other things. It was more of a Jewish place of gathering. Well, Jesus decided to go there and start preaching about the kingdom. And so we see that, you know what? We need to go teach others about the kingdom of God. And that doesn't necessarily mean here at church. It could mean in a coffee house. It could mean, you know, somewheres where things are going on that we might not disagree, I mean, we might not agree with, right? Because if we think about a synagogue, that was, you know, Jesus was the purpose. And there were a lot of people that day and time that never knew that and still followed the old Jewish faith. And so there's this idea that wherever we go, we need to teach others about the kingdom of God. And like I said before, there's this idea of the kingdom of God, putting God first, okay? And so teaching others that God loves us and God wants to bless us, but also teaching them the fact that he sent his son to die for us because a perfect God can't have sin in his presence. And because of that, something had to mediate that process. And so he sent his son Jesus for us so that now we can have a relationship with God. And God wants to bless us. And so now we put God first. And so we need to teach others about that. And that's the reason why they call it the good news, it's because it's great news. It's news that we have a God who is love, the perfect form of love that wants to spend time with us. He wants to be with us. And any word or any thought you have, He wants to hear about that. And so we should go to Him. And we should tell others that there's a guy out there just like that, that wants to be with us. But also, we need to proclaim the good news. The second half of verse 23 says... They were teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. Now, there's a difference between teaching and proclaiming. Teaching is more of an informal setting, whereas proclaiming is publicly displaying it. Now, I'm not saying every single one of you needs to be up here on stage on Sunday morning preaching God's word, but what I am saying is is you need to get involved in maybe a Bible study or a small group Where you have other individuals that are around you that you can teach and talk to about God's word and build them up in the kingdom of God. The idea of proclaiming is this idea of a a herald. Back in this time, they used to have people standing on street corners, you know, telling people, this is what's gonna happen, this is what's coming down your way. And in the same sense, sort of that's what we're doing. We're helping people realize that you know apart from God we pretty pretty much don't have much. We don't have anything. And so giving people hope is what we do to let them know, you guess what? Tomorrow, you not you don't know what's going to happen, but guess what? With God, everything is joy. And giving them that hope is important. And so we are supposed to proclaim that to people. But also it's this idea of Publicly communicating a message. You know, God's Word is a message to all of those around us. And so we need to publicly proclaim that to people. And so when we look at the last half of Matthew chapter 4, we realize that we must make a decision to put our faith in God. That means trusting God. At His Word. But we also must make a decision to become a disciple of God. And we must make a decision to begin teaching and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. Now, we're going to go into a time of response, and I don't want to say that as like a a thing that just happens at the end of a service because we're always responding to God's Word. But In this particular moment, I want you to think about how Jesus made a decision to turn his life and start preaching the kingdom of God. And then how the disciples made a decision to start following Jesus. And then after that, they all made a decision to start teaching and proclaiming his word. And for us, we need to understand that we all have to make a decision. And so in this time, for some of you, that decision may be, you know what, I just need to trust God. And so that's what I need to do. I just need to take Him at His word. Because like last week, it was said that, you know, we could keep making excuses all day long. But eventually, we're going to have to come to where the rubber meets the road. And so for some of us, that's just making a decision to trust God's word. For some of us, that's a decision to start being a disciple of God. And that means following him. There's this idea of lordship. Make Jesus your Lord and Savior. And you think of a landlord of a house, right? A landlord is someone who owns the house. Well, guess what? In the same way, we need to put Jesus as our Lord. He owns us, okay? And so, for some of us, we need to make that decision to become a disciple. But for some of us, we need to make that decision to start teaching in a Bible study or teaching in a small group. For some of us, we need to make that decision to start proclaiming to others the good news that God has sent His Son Jesus for us, and He wants to bless us. Whatever your decision is, during this time, I'm going to be here in the front, I'll have Amanda up in the top. If you want to come forward and voice that decision, you can. If you want to speak to God and voice that decision, you can. I just want to let you know that I will be here to talk with you through that. But we all have to make a decision. And so I hope that you will make that decision today. Pray with me. Father, I want to thank you so much for your word. And how it calls us to grow stronger in our faith, and it calls us to grow closer to you and deny ourselves in order for your kingdom to be built. And so we desperately want to see your kingdom come. Because your kingdom is full of love and joy and hope and excitement. So as you are dealing with us in this moment, teaching us how to deny ourselves and the things that we want to do and learn how to follow you and put you first where a king should be. Help us take the courage to make that decision and start moving forward. Life's a journey. It's not all going to happen at once. But God, you call us to grow every single day. And so we will do that. We pray this in your son, Jesus' name. Amen.